We are a band of brothers, diverse yet unified, aligned to pursue the truth, resolute in our commitment. We are stronger together, and you are one of us. This is the Brotherhood Podcast. Brothers, welcome to the broadcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitaki, and I want to welcome you again to part two of What is Brotherhood? If you guys remember back in late December, early January, uh, we recorded a little bit of a conversation. Uh, it was a lot of a conversation, actually, uh, talking to the guys that founded Brotherhood, just about where Brotherhood kind of was when it started, uh, why it started, and some of the foundations of Brotherhood. And now what we want to do is we want to talk a little bit about where Brotherhood's going and the future of Brotherhood. So I have uh, with me today, uh, again, Johnny and Mark. Johnny and Mark are the founders of uh, Brotherhood, which uh, if you think about, I think it was like five and a half years ago, or however long ago it was that it was, it was birthed out of this idea of kind of taking responsibility for bringing people in and creating community and especially a community of guys. And so that's kind of what some of the foundational uh, parts have been, but it, ultimately it's grown. Uh, in, especially if you've been to some of the breakfasts, we've had some uh, fantastic speakers. Um, the size of the group that's coming is kind of proof of concept for us. So that's telling us that there's definitely a need and a hunger uh, for guys to have community together. And I'm happy to share today, I got a, a chance to uh, take a peek at some of the stats just from the podcast standpoint. And the podcast has been around uh, for a long time, uh, pretty much I think it goes back to almost the beginning of just the overall recordings. But if you look back from then to now, uh, we've actually had over 40,000 plays uh, of, of people listening to some of the content that we've released here from all across the country, uh, but a lot in the uh, Oklahoma area. And uh, have you even seen a lot of people checking us out down in Texas? So a shout out to those guys down in Dallas that are tuning in. But anyway, uh, that is an exciting milestone because uh, we are seeing more and more growth with this. Uh, hopefully, this is something that you're enjoying. Ho hopefully, this is something that you're getting a lot out of. Uh, but we want to jump in and talk a little bit about kind of what next steps are. I think this podcast has kind of been a part of that, but there's so much more. And so I want to kind of turn it over to Johnny and Mark to talk a little bit about where they see brotherhood going next. So Mark, I'll, I'll start with you. Talk a little bit about uh, where you see kind of some of the next steps of brotherhood. Well, like you said, uh, Evan, and, and thanks for doing this, man. Like you in this role is is a big step too. I mean, back when, and, I, and we just crossed a six-year mark, back when, um, you know, Johnny and I were launching the the breakfast I mean, I don't, we, we just weren't rattling off like, hey, we're going to have this awesome podcast and this great host and all these listeners and, uh, you know, on social, online and online registration. I mean, not even man, I was just we were just trying to put it together and and hoping people would show up. So, yeah, where it's where it's leading from a very, very, very successful breakfast to now, um, man, a, a successful podcast with a lot of talent on the team is probably one of the first things I think about is how many, um, how many brothers that we have that have hopped on the team like you and Matt Schrader, who helps you with this and a social, uh, you know, the, the, the media team, the breakfast team and, um, you know, Pastor Lee, who's, who's on staff at the church as the pastor, but this was kind of like, 
you know, lay built and this merge of, you know, a mega church merging with this thing that had just started. Um, you know, there's there's Wednesday night mid-size group right now. So you've had on Dave Jewett on the podcast who, you know, Dave's story, but he'll blow you away on how large he is and his and everything he does. We're, you know, we, he let us tag brotherhood, your one degree and completely merged with us yeah. on this. And um, yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about it before we went live here, but, but, a but a conference that's in the making that is, that is very real that that's mm. going to happen. Um, I mean, you name it, it's starting to roll out full, full blown ministry stuff. Let's talk a little bit about the conference. Cause I think that that's something that's definitely new. So I wouldn't say this is a, a brotherhood podcast exclusive, but I'm going to treat it that way. So uh, Johnny, talk a little bit about some of your heart behind kind of taking that next step uh, with a conference. What is, what does a conference for brotherhood look like? And uh, what, what can somebody expect from, from a, an event like that? You know, uh, I, I kind of look at this brotherhood thing. If I, if I back up and look at it at 30,000 feet, it kind of feels like, and I'm just coming off vacation, so you're going to get things in vacation terms today. But as you're, <laughs> as you're driving down the road, you take stops. You take stops along the way, and you might stop here and pick up your favorite coffee. You might stop off the next one. And if you're traveling to Texas, you're going to pick up some fried peanuts somewhere along the way. But you pick up little nuggets along the way, and I feel like that's kind of kind of what we see happening with the breakfast is that each month is a stop along the way to pick up something new, to put in my backpack and my life and something I can apply. And that's kind of how I have to look at it, uh, look at it for this um, upcoming event The um, when we decide to do this conference. It's... Um, it's kind of a it'll be an intense situation. So we'll have some some major speakers, uh, keynote several uh, two or three keynote speakers, and then we'll have breakouts on some topics that I think we've all have been wanting to hear from. Things like you know how to how to do better with uh, your budget, how to lead your family better, how to be a better dad or a better uh, brother, or um, you know even some more sensitive topics. So. But we, we, we don't ever look at any one event as the fix-all. So we, I think sometimes we, as fixers, as men, we look at things and say, gosh, if I could get to this point, now everything's all done, now I can move on. I think as long as the enemy is still after our souls, there's still going to be moments that the enemy will continue to come after us. And, and if it's not one thing that's, that gets fixed, there'll be another thing that'll pop up because he's after us. And so I look at this brotherhood thing kind of like that is that I'm always in an opportunity to be stopping along the way to pick up something that will be um, a healing for my heart or something that will help me get better at what I'm doing. But I'm not doing it alone. I'm, I, we're on this road trip together. You know, we're as a brotherhood, we're, we're, we're all we're all traveling this on this trip together. And I think that's the most exciting thing for me is no matter what we're facing at the moment, we all are facing it together because the things we struggle with are very common, very, very common to all of us. And so that's how I look at this this conference. Like, I think I, I'm really excited about what's to come because I think we'll have some great some great speakers. Some you've heard from before, some you have not heard from before. But uh, we'll be releasing the information soon, and I'm, we're, Mark and I are very excited about it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear more. I know that uh, this is something that I, I we started to see. Uh, we've seen some of the daughters stuff. I know they've done a conference before, so uh, I think this is the next logical step. Uh, I think if we dream beyond that, maybe we have a brotherhood road trip. Just uh, since uh, Johnny's already kind of <laughs> thinking that way, so maybe we have a little destination uh, trip that we do together too. But uh, just throwing that one out there for ideas. Absolutely. But, so yeah, so stay tuned for that because I think that that's something, and it, it's going to be happening quick. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure in in relation to how this podcast releases, but uh, you know, definitely make sure that you're a part 
of that and you're inviting your friends and, and, and participating. One of the things I want to talk about a little bit about too, just from a brotherhood perspective is, is kind of taking a little bit different approach uh, to, to brotherhood. And, uh, this is just something that it was more of a, a question that I thought of, like if I was somebody who had just come to brotherhood, I'd maybe never been before, or I'd been coming a couple of times. It does feel like, especially when you're in a larger church or you're in a larger group that you, uh, you're kind of walking into something that's already established. And your kind of first question is, is, is how do I fit into this? How do I, how do I become a part of this brotherhood? For me, brotherhood, like true brotherhood, I'm born into it, right? So uh, if I'm coming from the outside, I'm not necessarily born into that. So I'm, I'm already kind of coming into it from a, an unnatural type relationship. Mm-hmm. So uh, what would you say to some of those guys that, that have started coming to brotherhood? They feel like, man, this is something that I want to be connected to. Maybe I don't go to church on the move. Maybe I go to a different church, but I know that there's something here and I want to be a part of it. I just don't know what my next step is. Uh, if you guys could talk a little bit about kind of what your vision for that kind of person would be, how they can be more involved in brotherhood uh, and, and how we can reach them just uh, as brothers listening. If we're seeing somebody maybe on the outskirts, uh, what are some recommendations that you'd have to uh, guys that come to the breakfast and feel like they are a part of the brotherhood uh, that, that they can use to kind of bring more people in and make them feel more welcome? Well, it's probably a lot like the way the, the breakfast started. It wasn't like we started with, you know, six or 700 people at the first breakfast. It was just a few. Um, again, vacation term, my, my, my uh, earlier comment, um, I don't go to the ocean and go to the deepest part and have fun. I, I kind of ease into it. So I start on the shore and I walk, I walk in. <laughs> but that's how I would tell a guy who's coming into this breakfast is that just come a few times. You're going to find, uh, we always find that there are people along the way. It's like, oh, I know that guy or I've seen that guy before. Uh, I can connect pretty easily that way. I think the point is, you know, uh, when we find ourselves friendly, we find friends. And so there's always that part of it. And if you really and truly don't have anyone, we have a, a situation that Mark can talk about, about if you're coming to the breakfast for the, for the first time that we can connect you with someone else who can kind of show you the ropes and maybe introduce you to some people you haven't met before. But uh, I'd say just don't be overwhelmed. I mean, it, you know, walking into it might have been a little bit different. We were just 100 guys or so, but now uh, you've got hundreds of guys it's easy to walk in and feel like, gosh, it's, something's already, the engine's already rolling and I missed, I missed it, you know, but that's absolutely not the case. Uh, there are connection points all over. Just keep coming because we're, as much as we're trying to connect to each other, we're also connecting to the one who is the, the connection. And that is our relationship with Christ to get stronger with him. And that, that's what matters most to us. But we love that we can do that together. So that's important. Yeah, Mark, talk a little bit about what Johnny was talking about. What's what? What is that uh, that new person experience that he's talking about? Yeah, we about? have some great practical sides to all that. So, you know, probably ninety eight percent of those who come to um, a brotherhood event have registered, and so we have all of their information. And through a registry, you get to put like I'm I'm a first time guest or this is my first time here, Ah. I would like to be greeted by someone or I would like a follow up. So we are, you know, as, as we build these teams, we have a, like a connect team that will be looking for you. We waiting for you. We have a seat saved for you. We got a table ready for you. Uh, Now, and if they don't click that, then sure, they maybe just want to be anonymous for a little bit. Um, But yeah, so we have a team that, that is trying to find them from registration to a follow-up of wanting them to connect. And a next step really 
it just could range. We want to meet guys where they're at. So if it's like, hey, I just I need a friend or I just need someone to talk to. I mean, we have that. If it's I'm looking for a local church, clearly we have that. Um, and we're just wanting to build that stuff up more and more and more. We want we know we want men to be led to Jesus, to be honest with you. I mean, we're here. We're here for that. Um you know, however you came, surprise, surprise, we came and lift up the name of Jesus. That's why we're here. And it may, it may, yeah. that's what maybe not got you in the door, but when you're here, you're going to realize like, man, this is all about introducing people to Jesus, uh, the real Jesus. And like, like, um, Johnny was saying, man, the one that's the real connector and the real father and our, our number one brother, number one friend. Um, and so for next steps, you know, really, we want to keep going with with brotherhood. I, I would love to just toss some ideas out there that we've talked about um, men who haven't been baptized. But, you know, maybe they won't come to our church service to get baptized. I mean, I'm, man, we're, let's let's get them baptized that they need counseling. They need whatever. Like there, there is nothing that even amongst us three couldn't help someone yeah. in any situation. Yeah, and I'd say too the uh, the midsize group. Uh, so Brotherhood has a one degree uh, midsize group that's going on right now. And one of the things that I really like about the uh, the midsize group format is it gives you kind of a, a little bit of a community right there that you can start off with. Uh, so if you're going through one degree uh, or the next time that comes up, uh, you can take a look at something like that to say, okay, I'm gonna. I'm going to intentionally walk in the same direction as some of these guys. I'm going to I'm going to dig into one degree. I'm going to learn more about myself. I'm going to you know find more uh, find out more about my creator and why he created me the way that he did. And I would I would say that when you do something like that, there's a community that is created there, and hopefully uh, you can can uh, engage in that community. And say, hey guys, you know uh, the breakfast is coming up uh, this Friday. Uh, let's all sit together. Let's let's get a table together. Let's you know, let's, let's figure out a way to keep this going. And it's going to take some intentionality. It's going to take, you know, having those conversations and putting yourself out there and saying, you know, Hey, I want to build on this and you'll know if somebody doesn't want to build on it, they'll, (laughs) they'll stop returning your phone calls and slowly disappear into the bushes. But uh, there will be people that, that, that do want to engage and they do want to build that community Uh, and, and don't let a potential rejection keep you from the potential of, of what brotherhood could be for you. So look at those opportunities. And, and the other side of it is this, and, and this is my own personal experience. So I was at the breakfast, uh, the, the last one that happened, I sat down and there's a guy, he was like seven seats away from me all by himself. And I was kind of torn in my, kind of torn in my, uh, my, my, uh, my conscious, like, do I say something like he's too far away for me to like completely engage with him, but I want to at least acknowledge him. I like, I want to be friendly, mm-hmm. So, so I would say this, I think seven seats is too far, um, Mm. just for me personally. But if you're somebody who's like, Hey, I want to go to this thing and I want to have community. Don't go so far off that you become unreachable, Mm. you know, intentionally place yourself in a position where people can engage you. It's not always going to happen. I, I, I'm the kind of person I'm more introverted than extroverted. And so I prefer for people to come to me and I'm probably pretty cold when you come to me the first time. But once I get to know you and I, I kind of realize that you're not trying to, you know, sell me something or, or whatever it is, uh, then it's it's a situation where it's like, OK, like we're going in the same direction. Let's let's talk about this. Let's, you know, tell me more about your like I want to know about you. Let's let's start to build that relationship. And I would encourage guys when you're at the breakfast, don't be intentionally be alone or and expect people. There will be people that will come to you. I guarantee it because there are some extroverted people that are intentionally looking for that. But for most guys, I don't think that's. 
uh, and again, I'm speaking from my own personal experience. Uh, it's not going to be natural for me to go that far, but if, if we're in line together, start up a conversation. If we're, uh, you know, obviously we're social distancing at, at the breakfast, but you know, if you, if you can just go a couple of seats out and still have kind of that, uh, that closeness without being too close, um, start a conversation, ask him a question, like comment on the food. Hopefully you're saying it's good. Like anything along those lines, uh, I think will help you in creating some of that community. Right now, as, as if listeners are listening and they're like, they're current, we've been in a big auditorium for social distancing purposes. And so um, we may have hopefully one more of those. And then it, you know, if, if, Trend, if the trends keep going the way they are, we'll be back into uh, more of a tighter fit area. Not, I shouldn't say a tighter fit area, but just a more appropriate space for this event where, I mean, it'd be really difficult for someone to go so far off and they have a whole row to themselves anyway. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be, I'm going to say difficult to be like, hey, anonymous and leave me alone. Uh, it won't be like that, but it will be, it's going to be so inviting that more than likely someone's going to sit with you and hang with you. And, um, so yeah, I think that, I think we're lined up for more and more stuff at connections and going back to like the midsize group, if you register for a midsize group, you instantly get a table host. So, so automatically there's someone hosting your table. So they, we won't let you just sit in the background. It's interactive. You're going to have somebody. So there's a, there's a lot of design and everything that we do that puts around, um, you know, a touch point. And, um, so nothing's perfect. It's all growing, but I mean, we're, we're here to be together. All of it's designed for us to be together. The only thing I would add to that is that this event, the breakfast itself was started around the idea of sitting in a church service and looking at an empty seat and saying, that's a missed opportunity. And I think it's the same way with our breakfast. When I look in the uh, either whether wherever location we're in and I see an empty seat, I realize that that seat could have been filled by somebody who needed community and somebody who needed a strong relationship and somebody just to walk with them. There's a lot of people walking through some really dark stuff right now. Um, a lot of hurt, a lot of offense, a lot of just misguided, misunderstood things. And yet our job uh, as followers of Christ is to be light uh, and to be the fragrance of of Jesus among those that we we come in contact with. And so uh, my prayer every morning is, is the same. It's Lord order my steps today. And who needs, who needs to hear a good word or who needs to be encouraged today? Because people are, there are a lot of downtrodden people out there right now. And I feel like this breakfast, this podcast, every event we do is an opportunity to lift someone up. And that's, you know, that's, that's who we should be and, and what we should do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to talk specifically to, cause uh, Mark brought up, the you know a, a table sponsor we have a group of uh of guys and some of them are businesses some of them are just guys in in the brotherhood and they've kind of stepped up into this table sponsor role and if somebody were to again come to a, a breakfast and see some of all see all these tables that have all these names on them uh if if we could let's talk a little bit about what that is and also what we want to do through that, because I think that that is again, another place, another opportunity to build that community and build those relationships. Yeah. The, the, the table sponsorship thing is, is um, such a, such a great idea because it came out of um, 
I mean, I think I was probably one of the first ones to, to start it is, is that I just said, look, I've got, I've got friends in my circle, whether it's guys that I've seen at the gym or it's someone I've come in contact when I've been out doing business and said really easily, Hey, I just, I'd love to have, have you come sit with me? I've got a leadership breakfast coming up and it's on a Friday at six 30. I mean, nobody wants that time. It's Friday and a lot of people sleep in. Uh, but for some reason that's rung really well with our guys. It really made sense to them. And what I love is that it's, this, this event is such a genuine transparent event, which is, is one of the reasons why I think God has blessed it is that we wanted guys to not feel uh, intimidated to come. And for me, it's been really easy to invite people. I mean, that's been the easiest thing. We've got one guy that comes a young guy that's, I mean, last time I looked on the list, he invited 24 people oh, he was wow. bringing with him to this breakfast. And these are all his personal friends, his personal invitations of people that he wanted to bring. And what it's done, it, you know, it's, it's got so many, so many uh, just really branches to this, because what it does is it, it puts him as a little bit of a small group leader at work. So when those guys, he's telling me the guys have questions or they have problems, or whatever, they come to him hmm. because they've been through this spiritual walk together, you know, several months coming to breakfast. Uh, they're building a relationship. And it wasn't like I had to say, hey, let's go have talk coffee and talk about your deepest, darkest problems. All we said is, hey, just come come eat breakfast with me. Um, and that's what that's what's been happening. Those get these guys are growing and they're getting information that if they're not if they're not attending church, um, they're getting information that you would get in a church. And some of them, it may be their only church that they're getting at that time. But it sets all of our guys up to win, to be uh, to be a leader. So whether you want to or not, by the mere fact that you've invited guys to this, you're kind of setting yourself up in a really good way to be to be the one that can can lead men. Uh, and that's what's been really exciting is we've been raising up a lot of leaders out of this and not because the guy said, hey, pick me. I want to lead. They just said, look, here am I. Send me. You know, I'm already at work. I'm already around these guys every day. Why don't we just all get better and go to a once once a month breakfast? And so it we really wanted to be easy. And what we're finding is it is really easy because literally of all the attendees, I would say 70% of those attendees are coming with someone. So they're not people that are showing up alone. It may even be higher than that, but I know it's at least 70%, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I, the other thing I want to kind of uh, highlight in this is the, sometimes you have those uh, epiphanies, right? That you're sitting there and going, you're, you're like, man, somebody should do this. Somebody should invent this. And then like later on down the line, you go, Oh, that was my idea. Like I had that idea for, you know, a contoured pillow or whatever it is, but you're sitting there going like, I never did anything about it, but that could have been me. Like that was such a simple thing. It was like, and I saw it maybe before other people saw it. And, and my point behind that is with brotherhood, if you're sitting there going, man, there really should be some, like, I wish there was somebody that would just step up and host the table uh, for my friends. Or I, I wish that, you know, I could have community at, at brotherhood. I, I wish that I could be more engaged with, with some of these guys. And I wish that somebody would step up. I think that that right there is your answer for you to do it. And I know mm -hmm. that sometimes guys go, oh, well, I don't want to, I don't want that responsibility. I don't want I don't, I don't think I'm ready. I like, I'm not a level 10 warlock Christian, like, like so-and-so maybe like, I, I don't have, I don't have the, the pedigree to do this, or I, I, I don't even read my Bible enough for, to do this. And, and I don't think that, uh, and I'm joking, by the way, there's no such thing as a level three warlock Christian, but the, uh, <laughs> but the point of that is, is, is I think a lot of people, uh, will disqualify themselves because they don't think that they have the ability to do X, Y, and Z. Moses could barely talk, 
Like he he had a really bad stutter. And most of the people that that God used throughout the Bible had major flaws. Uh, you know, when you think of David, the man after God's own heart, uh, he was not perfect. Like he screwed up a couple times, and uh, some of them were pretty big. And I'm not saying that uh, that you know that you have to be. Um, you have to be like David or not like David. What I'm saying is, is that you, if you're having that nudging, that could be the Holy Spirit inside of you saying, hey, it's time to step up. You have this desire. You have this motivation. I've placed that inside of you. And this is this is an opportunity for you to grow in your walk as well as have other people come alongside you. And I think if people are, are battling that or they're fighting that, um, Johnny, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is no 24 month commitment to brotherhood's table sponsorship, right? So you're not, you're not hopping into this, this huge commitment to do it. If you say, Hey, I would like to try this out. I want to get a table and I want to have some of my buddies come. Uh, you don't have to do it more than one time. If it, if you do it one time and nothing really happens, you don't have to do it ever again. But I, I would hope that you see some of the fruits of that and start to to walk towards that. Mark, if you can uh, talk a little bit about some of the benefits you've seen from, I guess, I think you have your own table too, uh, just just kind of stepping up and and uh, and leading a table. Yeah, and I and I will have a couple of tables sometimes. One that uh, personal invites, and then one of just there's a lot of guys who buy a single ticket, but they're you know just will come to me anyway, and so we want to help them find a seat. Um, Anyway, so yeah, definitely a table sponsor, and you're and you're spot on, Evan. Very spot on about. I do believe that there that God is calling people, ca- calling men to be a table host because uh, when we talk to our table sponsors and we try to communicate with them the best that we can and send them videos and correspond with them, but there's kind of two kind of hosts. One that definitely know that they're an influencer and they're a leader and it's just like, it's a no brainer to them. Um, and logistically we've made that easy for them because it started out with like, Hey, can I just like buy a bunch of tickets and then like save a table? And we just, you know, guys on our team turned it into like, well, we can just let you register this way. And, um, anyway, so there's this, there's the Johnny Hampton of the world that is like, Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm going to bring ton of dudes. This is a no brainer for me. I'm inviting like crazy. I'm an influencer. I'm a leader. Uh, and then there's some, there is some that I know for a fact, without just as, as someone who helped birth this stuff that God's revealed to me that, and there's some guys that are being challenged by the Lord of being like, you need this. You need to sponsor a table mm-hmm. because you're an evangelist. And you need to go grab some men and tell them, come to this thing. And here's right. There is no preconceived that like I can quote all of the books of the Bible and that I'm, you're going to be put on the spot and lead someone through the sinner's prayer. And like none of that stuff. It is just like you and me, <laughs> we're going, come on. Like that's the power behind it. And that's a great step for so many. It's a great challenge and it's a great challenge. And it is from the Lord. Well, and it, truthfully, everybody wants to be wanted. That's what I found. Everyone wants to, everyone wants someone to want them. Uh, and what I find is just because we throw an email out there or just because we send out, uh, you know, put something on social media, people don't flock to it. It's because I literally pick up my phone, I text someone and say, what are you doing Friday? Come join me. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And these can even be people that I'm already emailing, but it's that extra nudge that I think sometimes we just need it, you know, as guys, we need someone to say, Hey, I'm going to grab you by the, by, grab you by the arm and say, let's go. We're, we're doing this together. 
um, everybody wants that, whether they want to admit it or not. It's it's really it's a real thing. Yeah. So I'm I'm a big guy for kind of taking some of the mystery out of it. Yeah. Uh, because uh, for me, like if I'm like, oh, OK, it's like how, how do I where do I even start to 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 have a table? Like, is there a special like number that I have to call or, or how does that how does that work? So can one of you guys kind of walk me through like, all right, I've decided, you know, for the next breakfast, I'm going to I'm going to have a table. I want to have, you know, a, a group of guys come. How do you how do you make that happen? When you, um, well, when you go to, you'll receive the link, you know, uh, hopefully we have your information or, um, and here's a, well, twofold. I'll talk to the, 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 like the practical part of it, but those who are listening and that are a table sponsor right now, you have guys at your table that are ready to be table sponsors. And so they need to have the mystery taken out of this whole thing. And just enough of the voila, there's a ticket placed in my hand every day, every month. It's time for them to like, you need to show them now, like, hey, here's the link. Now you purchase. I feel table. like this is something you're really passionate about, Mark. I feel like uh, you're ready to kick those, kick those uh, birds out of the nest and, and teach them how to fly. That's right. It's time. It's time, man. That's this is how we multiply. This is that. Well, this is the yeah. step. This is how God's leading through all of us, man. At some point, you're invited in the nuts. You know, at some at at one point in your life, you're receiving the gifts at Christmas. <laughs> and then there's a point in your life you're, you're the giver them. at That's Christmas. Right. You're the you're the Santa Claus to someone else, and that is God's design. So then, man, we've made it really simple for you. Um, and you go on and you have the option. Are you buying a single ticket? Are you buying more than one? Or you have the option to be a table sponsor and it gives you the minimum and you can you get to label your table, um, whether by your last name or the company name. And we'll, I mean, they'll get contacted and all that information. And we have auditorium hosts that will be ready to like direct people to your table and everything. And the good thing is for me, that's, I mean, that's a, it's a business write-off because it's advertising. My name's on the table. So, I mean, if you look at it like that, it's, you know, it, it has another benefit. If you really are looking for a real reason, like a, a, a physical financial reasons, I know a lot of guys like, give me a financial reason I'm in for those guys. I would say, <laughs> look, write it off. It's, it's a, it's, it's an advertising expense for you. If that's, if that's what you need, but I do like, it's at least seven people to have a table or you could join you could join another group and you could add two people, do five and two or however you want to do the math to get to seven. But it's really easy when the uh, when you go on to Eventbrite um, and the keyword is uh, COTM Brotherhood Breakfast, uh, COTM Brotherhood Breakfast. And right there is a drop down for the event uh, and you can literally sign up for your table there for a party of seven. So really easy. Yeah, and for those cheap guys, you could buy the table and have everyone cash in the back <laughs> and, and do it that way too. So you don't have to take on the full responsibility yourself. I want to make sure that we're we're covering the full uh, the full uh, grommet of of people. But uh, oh, bro, we've had all those conversations. <laughs> we, we, we've we, had all of them. We've, yes, had, we've answered yes, all the questions, have. my man. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so there we go. Someone else has blazed the trail for you. The path. Uh, of resistance is very low. So if you're feeling that calling, let's, let's do it. Let's step up and, and make that, uh, make that next step to uh, getting a table and inviting people. I'm, I'm positive. Like obviously right now it's not tables, right? It's rows. Uh, but we, we will definitely find, we have plenty of space right now. Uh, so we're very hopeful that we see that uh, continue uh, to grow. 
Um, the other part of a, a table sponsor, and Mark, you kind of alluded to it, is so you have obviously you're inviting people and 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 you're you're starting to build community that way. But you had mentioned that there's actually some additional resources and some additional communication that goes out to, uh, to those guys. Can you talk a little bit about what that looks like, what that is, and and why uh, why I would say those are actual benefits of being a table sponsor? What does what does that uh, do for for somebody who's looking to step into that role? It's VIP, baby. So you get <laughs> VIP access. Um, so some just some quick stuff, and Johnny could probably add more to to me. And and it's a work in progress. So they. Um, they really get the invites first through if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, Johnny, I think um, they'll get correspondence from our team first and who's coming up and they have the first crack at uh, purchasing the tickets. And because, you know, especially as we move into the next room, I mean, we've, we've sold out, we've sold out before. So it gives them a chance to get the first tickets and they work with a team member to where like where they want their tables at or they get in some sort of rotation. Um, uh, some of our leaders were now doing videos to them. So it's it's creeping to a little bit more and more of uh, it's evolving. Like, yes, we serve them, but they just get more behind the curtains, behind the scenes and us catering to them more because, it, man, this stuff is built around them. Yeah, when we're back in the fellowship hall, which again, that's in tables and circles, we have actual tables. You can actually um, select your table if you go go in there uh, to do that. So there's a seating chart in there. You can pick which table you want in the auditorium. So that's another little benefit. Also, the, the gate is open to you first before it's open to general seating. So that, that email goes out to all table sponsors first before anything else when you're a regular table sponsor. That's awesome. Well, hopefully we've inspired some people to kind of step into that role. I think that that's obviously uh, a a next natural step to building that community. But I do want to talk briefly a little bit about maybe somebody who's like, hey, I don't necessarily want to sponsor a table, but I want to get involved. So in my my case, like I just uh, actually, Johnny and I think we just had a conversation uh, about, you know, hey, I think there's more to the podcast. But if, if somebody wants to get involved, whether it be volunteering, helping to set up, uh, do other things that are in uh, kind of in, in the, I mean, we obviously have a conference coming up, so I, I know that we're going to have a need for volunteers for that as well. Uh, how does somebody reach out to, to get involved in that capacity? Because serving in that area as well, whether it be just greeting somebody at the door, scanning, uh, that's a big part of brotherhood too. Yeah, man. I don't know what our main like corresponding email is or, or not, but, um, and Johnny might be able to help me with that a little bit more, but I, I, I will tell you what, it's, I work with the volunteers probably the most out of our team. And uh, so, man, I'm going to throw this out there. I mean, my my direct cell phone number is 918-851-2423. You call me, you text me, and we'll get you signed up. But, yeah, more than ever, really, Evan, is we need to be working on our team because our auditorium hosts – that team is, is well, through COVID, we've just respected everybody's choice of, hey, I'm sitting this one out or yes, I'm coming and um, you know, traveling. So we really need to load up on the team members and with so many men coming now. I mean, it just used to be we just needed some scanners. Oh, and when we just say scanners, like greeters and people scanning tickets. But now it's so large. It's like, man, we need we, we have a greeter team and we have a, a kitchen team we have a setup team and we have a team that is in the auditorium that helping men find the seats because it's just a sea of tables 
And we really want to, you know, put on the white gloves and roll up the red carpet for all of our guests and be able to cater to them and, and, you know, make them feel welcome. So reach out to me or when you come to the next breakfast, find me, find Johnny. Johnny probably sends, will send you to me anyway, and we will, we will get you rolling. And that's just at that one event. Like you're, I want to say unique, but yes, you know, you have a certain skill, you have a certain talent that absolutely, we had a spot for you in this like special spot. Um, there's going to be guys like, Hey man, I could just, can I help unload the catering truck? Can I help, you know, just clean the coffee pots? Can I, I mean, from that all the way to, I, I, I you know, Johnny and I, we, we know that there's, there's writers out there. There's content guys out there. There's creative people out there. I mean, it's follow the Lord and we're, we've got a spot for you somewhere. Thanks for sharing that. And hopefully that, that as we kind of return to normal, which I know is a cliche thing now, but as we get closer and closer to that, uh, we, there is going to be more opportunities. And I think there'll be more uh, for us to do as a brotherhood too. Um, one of the things that I wanted to kind of change gears on a little bit, cause we got real technical there for a little bit, just about the logistics of brotherhood and, and kind of, you know, how to get involved and how to participate. But I think that brotherhood extends beyond the breakfast. I think that brotherhood is meant to be something more than uh, just having a meal together. Um, if you look at kind of some of the foundational things that we talked about in the previous podcast about brotherhood, uh, brotherhood is an intentional commitment to become a better man. It's about it's about leaning into our calling to lead our homes and our families well. It's about real, undeniable life change that can only come as a result of allowing Christ to transform our hearts, minds, and ultimately our lives. And so I want to talk a little bit as we kind of wrap this up about brotherhood beyond the breakfast, brotherhood beyond the conference, brotherhood beyond the foundation of, of what it is. And we've we've alluded to it a little bit, the ultimate connector and, and talking about the role of Christ in our life. Brotherhood is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to grow together, walking towards the same cause, which is really walking towards, uh, you know, who we were created to be in Christ. Uh, when I talked to Lance Lang in one of the previous podcasts, we talked about isolation and how isolation is the enemy. And ultimately, brotherhood is how we overcome that. And so we want to build that community. We want to create that opportunity. And brotherhood is a fantastic way to do it. But I'd love to get your guys' thoughts of what brotherhood looks like outside of a Friday breakfast. What what does brotherhood look like in the real world? Well, for me, it's been uh, these connections to relationships that I have. I mean, there's not probably a breakfast that goes by that I've got, you know, 40, 40, 45 people that are there that are some are close friends. Some of them are new relationships that are still building. But, you know, on a on a Friday afternoon at three o'clock, I can get a text from one of those guys saying I had this happen to me when I was on vacation. Uh, one of the guys that comes been coming to our breakfast for quite a while texted me and said, could you please pray for me? He said my wife uh, fell in our house and is in the hospital right now. We think she has a concussion. Uh, he said there were two people I called my dad and you. And so that's what that's what this is about. I mean, they, they they have my cell phone. When something goes right or something goes wrong, you're one of the first people they contact because you've expressed interest in them. You've invested in them. Um, it's kind of a it's kind of one of those things that you realize it's kind of like a bank account. You know, you can't expect withdrawals if you hadn't made deposits. And we're making deposits in men month after month after month. Every contact is another deposit that we make. 
and we're just relentless in our pursuit. You just have to be relentless in how you go after men. But the response, it does come back to you and it may not come back every day. It may not come back every month or even even every year. But at some point, someone's going to have a need. And when life is not going the way that they think it should or their bank account gets low or a family member gets sick, they're going to reach out to you. And there's a real opportunity there to be able to be Jesus to someone and help them uh, mature in their faith and and an opportunity to point them to Christ. And that's really what brotherhood truly is all about. Yeah, w- without a doubt, from large things to small things, um, you know, outside of an event, there's some guys that just need to hang with some dudes. They, they need, they just need to grab a coffee. They just need to chill out. They need to go play around a Frisbee golf with Mark Delaney. They need to, <laughs> you know, they just need to go chill you know, and, and let the wind blow through their hair and enjoy a sunny afternoon with a pal. That is really their need right now. Nothing heavy, just like, man, we're just hanging. Like before we got, we went live, Johnny was talking about a, a buddy of his that happened to be on kind of out on the same vacation. And like, he just talked about being on a, sitting at a chair, getting some downtime and just relaxing. And then being able to socialize with the buddy, um, man, that's important too. All the way to our friend Alan, who is in the brotherhood, and man, you know he got he caught COVID, he got sick, he got close to the deathbed, and that dude has a testimony of like being able to in the spiritual realm. Feel, I mean, it's his story. I'll let him tell it one day, and it's gonna, we're going to carve out room for him. But man, our brotherhood came through for him from people visiting to, I mean, him and I were doing FaceTimes a couple different times when we could and texting and, um, and that stuff was serious. Like that was calling down heaven to helping this man, you know, for his healing and, and recovery, life and death situation, literally life and death. This man called on the brotherhood who was able to, you know, we linked together, joint arms with, with Christ involved. Of course, the events, the the conference these are great things to point to like we always point to jesus but like go to this thing with me and then we go from there and go to this thing with me and then we can go from there i mean these texts all bounce around through through these kind of these we went to church together we went to this event together we went to this mountain men trip together and then we continue on the conversation so just with johnny i mean it is being locked arms with with one another because big or small the isolation will happen if we are not going out of our way to make sure we're together yeah i think what we're describing here is we're, we're describing community which is definitely something that we obviously want to work towards but i think community happens naturally when you're you know going to a, a singular thing or you're sharing a meal or whatever else but i would challenge you as a as a brother that wants to get involved that wants to see the fullness of what, what brotherhood can be for them and ultimately see the fullness of what God can be. And I, I think some of the things that we're not saying that I want to make sure that we're highlighting is uh, when we're reaching out, that's a moment of vulnerability. And that only happens when you have uh, when you have a true relationship with somebody that you feel there's a safeness there, you feel that there's uh, there's somebody that's w- that has your best interest in mind, and they want to walk through that with you. And that's not going to happen just by going to a breakfast. That's not going to happen just by coming to something once a month. That's going to happen through the intentional act of 
stepping outside of your comfort zone and being willing to build those relationships. Like Johnny said, making those deposits, because at some point you're going to have to make a withdrawal. We're all going to have to make withdrawals. Some of us maybe have a negative balance right now and we're trying to pour back into that because we know that it's going to come again. But that's, I think, what brotherhood really looks like outside of the breakfast is creating those relationships, creating that community, being available for other people. And I think this, you know, for guys, this is difficult because I don't always control my schedule. But I, if I know that there are certain times in my schedule that I can control, um, I actually talked to a, a, a friend of mine and he said he actually blocks out in his calendar, be a friend. Is like a three hour block once a week. And it just says, be a friend. And all he does is when that pops up, he'll, he'll, he'll call somebody, he'll email somebody, he'll send somebody a text. And that's all his purpose is for those three hours. If somebody wants to talk for all three hours, then he get, they get all three of his hours. But that's just one more thing that you can do to step that much closer towards creating that community, uh, being available. And ultimately we haven't talked about this, but I know this is something that comes up is accountability having somebody that we're accountable to when we see people that are modeling leadership and they're modeling Christ and they're modeling the things that we want to walk towards that creates an indirect accountability. And hopefully it creates an opportunity for direct accountability because as guys, as leaders, as men, we need those things as well. So if you're in those situations where you're sitting there going, man, to me, brotherhood is just a breakfast. Brotherhood is just something that I go to on Friday and, uh, and it's once a month. And sometimes I hop on the podcast and I get to listen to some of that stuff and I consume it and it's, it, it kind of warms my soul, but it's temporary. It's not something that is, makes a lasting impact in my life. What I've hopefully been able to articulate through our conversation today is that there is more. There's more opportunity for you in the brotherhood, uh, not necessarily under the banner of brotherhood itself. Like it's, it's an idea. It's, 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 it's a movement and a community that we're trying to do to the extent that Brotherhood does not completely exist in uh, the the main campus breakfast. It's it's going to grow beyond that. And I think that when you put yourself in a situation and kind of take inventory of where you're at in your life right now, the relationships that you have, the kind of leader that you are, the kind of father that you are, the kind of husband that you are, ask yourself, does a community like Brotherhood, is that something that I need right now? And if the answer is yes, then hopefully you can go back and listen to some of the things that we talked about today, because I think those are going to ultimately take you that much closer to growing in that direction that you want to grow, modeling the things that you want to model for that next generation, being the leader that you want to be, being the husband that you want to be. With that, I want to kind of wrap it up just a little bit and kind of leave it to you guys to give kind of a a final conversation uh, about what brotherhood is. And if you can just finish this sentence for me. If all you got out of brotherhood is a monthly breakfast, blank. Johnny, I'll let you go first. Oh, you put me on the spot. Well, I would just say there's a lot more. There's a lot more to that than just uh, some eggs and bacon. There's a lot more to that. You know, we feed our we feed our flesh all the time. What are you doing to feed your soul? What are you doing to feed your spirit? Uh, and for me, I'm looking for every piece of 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 good um, that I can get in my soul right now because there is so much negative out there, but definitely the things that change me are the things that God has said about me. And I want to say what God has said about me. And I want to be in agreement with that because ultimately that's what changes me to become more like him. And ultimately when I'm more like him, I'm fulfilling what I need to fulfill. And I'm, I'm the happiest. I experience true joy. If I'm chasing my own ways, which we tend to do a lot, uh, I find myself frustrated. There were a couple of things that happened in life just the last couple of days, and I had started chasing something that was just um, 
something that I knew I was right and I chased it hard and it, and it bruised me, uh, instead of saying, you know what, if I had just stopped before I made that, made that call or, or jumped in on that, I could have saved myself a lot of grief in the last 24 hours, but I just, I knew I was right and I went for it and it was wrong. But one of the, one of the things this breakfast teaches me, it pulls me back every time and says, apart from Christ, I am nothing, but in him, I can do all things. And those are the things that make me a better husband, a better dad, a better brother. And this breakfast is pushing me toward that way beyond a meal. Well, Mark, uh, the beauty about going second is you get a little bit of time to think about your answer. <laughs> but I think I think Johnny covered a lot, so it, it's up to you. Go ahead. Yeah, Johnny covered it all. But I, you know, I will say this, man. One thing that's just kind of been lingering in my head because we talk about the breakfast so much. And and this this to be honest with you, this is my wife told me a long time ago because I was probably stewing on something or ideas about something. Um, you know, God didn't call us to a breakfast ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, it is it is just like, man, the way it started of like, man, let's break bread together. And, you know, we're not in the food business. We're not caterers as a profession. Um, but, man, we use this to reach others, to make sure, like, no matter what, we are carving out the three hours. Like this dude of yours, it's like, I'm, I put it on my calendar. I'm carving out the three hours to be a brother. This is, this is it, man. I'm carving out this event to make sure that we have time as a brother. Like we are making it happen. It's not the only thing that's going to happen. It's not the only thing that should happen, but you can bet on it that we've had 72, 73, whatever it is of these now, and the 74th and 75th, there's going to keep coming that you can assure that the consistency is there. It's more than a breakfast. I mean, God is doing miracles through this thing. So you just need to keep coming and trust, trust that God's working. Keep going. Mark, Johnny, thank you so much for taking a little bit more of your time to kind of share your heart, share some of the uh, the history of brotherhood and also some of the future of brotherhood. And I can say, uh, like I was telling you guys before, I'm hopeful that we can look back at this moment. This is kind of a, a marker for brotherhood to look back and say, hey, remember we were talking about how cool it would be if we had a conference, how cool it would be is if more guys stepped up out of the tables that they're already at and start leading and, and growing their own tables. How cool would it be if we have to have two brotherhood breakfasts, three brotherhood breakfasts a month, because the rooms are not big enough to contain it. I know I can see Johnny sweating a little bit there, but uh, I I think that those are just things, or we have more people step up that are willing to lead these things. And I think that all those opportunities are there. I think all of the uh, capacity to do those things are within our reach. And it just is going to come to those guys that are listening to this today saying, man, I want to know more about brotherhood. I want to be a part of it. I want, I want to get involved. I want to be a better leader in my home. I want to do all those things. But I know that brotherhood is a big part of that, and I need to pursue that with, with an intensity to make sure that I'm making those things happen. Brothers, remember, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. We'll catch you on the next podcast. <laughs>